You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. This is the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast, and I am Mike, and I'm so glad you're here. Here's where we read the Bible as conversationally as I possibly can, and I just hope that you can take this and continue the conversation between you and God. Uh, If you've been listening from the beginning of this podcast, you'll know that we started with Mark's biography of the life of Jesus, because in order to be like Jesus, we need to know more about him, what he said and what he did. And so that's how we kicked this off. And then we read Philippians as like a Christian living 101. It's short, it's positive, it's encouraging. It helps us to be more like the Jesus that we just read about in Mark, right? And then we skipped ahead to James to learn how to actually do what the Bible says instead of just reading it, or in this case, just listening to it. And so now... Before we go anywhere else in the Bible, we're going to go back to the beginning of the whole thing, the book of Genesis. Um, Three main takeaways from this book that are important, and we may repeat this sometime later, but for now it's important to know why we're here. First of all, first main takeaway from the book of Genesis is it's important to know how the world got to where it is today. It all started with this, and we can see the start of the decline of everything in the book of Genesis, and uh, we can see how we got to where we are today. Two, we need to know why Jesus even came to earth. Okay, so God has an entire plan for human history, and it starts here. So this is the start to God's entire plan for humanity, and it's important that we have an idea of that before we go read other things in the Bible. And then, thirdly, Genesis talks about some of the most famous people in the Bible. And I'll probably say this again as we go throughout the Old Testament, but one note about the people that we're going to be reading about in Genesis. They are not in the Bible to be examples of how to live our lives. Okay? They are, some of them had great faith and they did great things, sure. But the more important thing that we should be asking ourselves is not how can we be more like them, but what is God like? What is God like? So let's take a closer look at this God who craves relationships, keeps promises, and calls us to righteousness. It was true of him then, thousands of years ago, and it's true of him now. So let's start in the book of Genesis, chapters 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was on the surface of the deep, and God's spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters. God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light and saw that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was evening and there was morning the first day. God said, let there be an expanse in the middle of the waters and and let it divide the waters from the waters. God made the expanse and divided the waters which were under the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. 
and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together to one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. God saw that it was good. God said, Let the earth yield grass, herbs yielding seeds, and fruit trees bearing fruit after their kind with their seeds in it on the earth. And it was so. The earth yielded grass, herbs yielding seeds after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with their seeds in it after their kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening, there was morning, a third day. God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs to mark seasons, days, and years, and let them be for lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light to the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. God said, let the waters abound with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the sky. God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the water swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind. God saw that it was good. God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening, and there was morning, a fifth day. God said, Let the earth produce living creatures after their kind, livestock, creeping things, and animals of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the animals of the earth after their kind, and the livestock after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. God saw that it was good. God said, Let's make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In God's image, he created them male and female. He created them. God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, Behold, I have given you every herb yielding seed, which is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which bears fruit yielding seed, it will be your food. To every animal of the earth, and to every bird of the sky, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and behold, It was very good. There was evening and there was morning, a sixth day. The heavens, the earth, and all their vast array were finished. On the seventh day, God finished his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because he rested in it from all his work of creation which he had done. This is the history of the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that God made the earth and the heavens. No plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for God had not caused it to rain on the earth. There was not a man to till the ground, but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. 
God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, God made every tree to grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, including the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became a source of four rivers. The name of the first is Pishon. It flows through the whole land of Havilah, where there's gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bdellium and onyx stone are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It's the same river that flows through the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hidekel. This is the one which flows in front of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. God commanded the man saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but... You shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, comparable to him. Out of the ground, God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Whatever the man called, every living creature became its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the sky and to every animal of the field, but... For man, there was not found a helper comparable to him. God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. As the man slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. God made a woman from the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She'll be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man will leave his father and his mother and will join with his wife, and they will be one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they were not ashamed. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any animal of the field which God had made. He said to the woman, Has God really said you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, but not the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat of it. You shall not touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You won't really die, for God knows that in that day you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. Then she gave some to her husband with her, and he ate it too. Their eyes were opened, and they both knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. They heard God's voice walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I I was naked, so I, I hid myself. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and, and I ate it. God said to the woman, What have you done? 
The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. God said to the serpent, Because you've done this, you are cursed above all livestock and above every animal of the field. You shall go on your belly, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. I'll put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will bruise your head, and you will bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. You will bear children in pain. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you've listened to your wife's voice, and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, the ground is cursed for your sake. You will eat from it with much labor all the days of your life. It will yield thorns and thistles to you, and you will eat the herb of the field. You'll eat bread by the sweat of your face until you return to the ground, for you were taken out of it, for you are dust, and you shall return to dust. The man called his wife Eve, because she would be the mother of all the living. God made garments of animal skins for Adam and for his wife, and clothed them. God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and also take of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword, which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. And that's how everything started. Notice Satan's oldest trick in the literal book. He started by questioning what God said, and then he caused people to doubt that God really wanted what's best for them. And it's the same today. Question that what the Bible says is really true, and then doubt that God is doing what's best for you. My friend, if you are doubting that God is doing what's best, like he's keeping you from what you really want and need in life, you're being lied to. He's given you so much freedom if you focus on the relationship he's invited you to instead of the things that are off limits. That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.